Who's inhaling the mic? Not me. He's snorting that mic. Sorry. I'll tell you what I'm inhaling, though. <laughs> I'm inhaling some Mr. Color Leveling Thinner. I That's a safety hazard my... right there. <laughs> I accidentally like spilled some in my that. closet. Let the man have some fun. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you are listening to the Micro Machines podcast. Uh, the only podcast where the uh, only, the only podcast where the guys do actual chemicals on the live stream. <laughs> I think it's the only one. <laughs> and today our episode is the Cruiser Mark Four, Five, Tom, am I my... Six, Six, Fuck, Dang it, <laughs> Cru- that, that Crusader. All right, but first, I think we should do some introductions, shall we? Well, why don't we get our guest to introduce themselves onto our podcast? Because we have our first uh, collab episode with the Totally Tanked Podcast. Uh, g'day everyone, it's lovely to be here. My name's uh, John and I'm one of the hosts of the Totally Tanked podcast. Um, yeah, fantastic to be here. And it, one of the tanks we haven't done, we've done 34 episodes now, but the Crusader's still on the list. That's because I intentionally went through it and got one that you haven't done yet. Ooh, recent. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we like to play here at the Micro Machines podcast. <laughs> Yeah, we're real players. <laughs> oh, we are. Just ask Ezra. He knows. <laughs> so you've also oh, got me, yes. Callum, from New Zealand, the neighbor of John. I'm Dennis. I'm recording from Ontario in Canada. I am Jack. I am also in Ontario in Canada. I'm Ezra, recording from rainy New Mexico, drinking caramel tea and huffing leveling thinner. Sweet. <laughs> and I am Greg, recording from SoCal, drinking some good old coffee, enjoying that SoCal weather. And leveling thinner. Oh, yes. <laughs> well then, uh, Callum, this is sort of like your show, eh? Uh, I think it is. So well, let's well, kick then. this off. Yeah. So today we are going to learn about the Cruiser Mark VI, also known as the Crusader. Now, I call this one the Knight of North Africa, just as the Matilda II was considered the Queen of North Africa. I call the Crusader Knight because Crusader Knight and also the Crusader was only ever used in the North African uh, conflict. It was certainly a ballsy move to take a tank called Crusader to the Arab world, wasn't it? I I wonder if they did that on purpose. (laughs) The British come up with like the whole that's, sea rule just so they can name all the tanks Crusader that's a, predicting a conflict in North Africa in the future. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the most British thing I've ever heard of. Damn you English. Know, you know what they should have done? They should have given the Crusaders to uh, during the Palestine conflict just to fuck with them. Oh, yeah, dude, that, 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 ladies and gentlemen, this is the first episode where we really got cancelled. <laughs> come for us for that one. Thanks, Callum. Because this is about how far anybody listens to our podcast and then clicks yep. off. <laughs> oh, we've got to insult someone. Mm. So, got to put bonus content at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did the Crusader start? Well, here's a question for you all. On the left, you have a Covenator. On the right, you have a Crusader. Which one came first? Covenanter, right? Is sure. this like a Birds and the Bees story about tanks? <laughs> just, yeah, just which which when came the first? And the Crusader love each other very much. <laughs> uh, the the Covenator, yeah, the Covenator. the Covenator, because the, Covenator. the um, Covenanter guys. 
I'm Just from the, the south, god damn it. That's a covenator. <laughs> <laughs> the cover. What if I t- what if I told you all you were all wrong? Oh. The Crusader at the same time. The Crusader, the prototype, came out six weeks before the Covenator. Now, yeah, I mean, that reason... just goes to how bad the Covenator was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the Crusader actually started three weeks late and turned out six weeks earlier than the Covenator. <laughs> Get fucked, Covenator. That's <laughs> weird kid. Now, the reason for this, uh, in 1938, Nuffield Mechaniza- Mechanizations and Aero Limited produced the a16, uh, which is a heavy cruiser tank based on the Christie suspension. Uh, looking for a lighter and cheaper tank, the general staff requested alternatives from British industry. To the end, to this end, the A13 Mark III. Ugh, I hate the British naming system; it gets confusing as fuck. The A13 you hate all naming systems. I really do. Especially well, the American not one. Everything is named M1 or M4. I'm not you. <laughs> well, the Americans just named every tank M3, didn't they? So that made things really yeah. simple. Yeah, it's like when you talk M3, <laughs> is it the half track? Is it the scout car? Is it the medium tank? Is it Jack? How's that uh, M3 working for you? <laughs> mm, we're simple minded over here. <laughs> but the A13 Mark III cruiser tank, uh, which would enter service as the tank cruiser Mark V also known as the Covenator, was designed by LMS. Nuffield was, in 1939, offered the opportunity to take part in the production of the Covenator. Nuffield, however, preferred to work on its own own version of the A13, though it has still provided design work for the Covenator's turret. This new new tank was adopted as Tank Cruiser Mark VI Crusader under General Staff Specification A15. Although Crusader is often referred to as an improved version of the Covenator, it is in fact a parallel design. Both tanks were ordered off the drawing board without building prototypes first. Despite a later start, the pilot model of the Crusader was ready six weeks before the Covenator. There you go. I am enthralled. Good shit. Damn. Doesn't that uh, Covenator... I don't know how to pronounce it. On the left... Covered. That's Covered, definitely a Covenanta. <laughs> Doesn't it have a uh, Matilda turret? Or like the... No, the angled turret's no. quite distinctive on these two. Um, okay, no, I mean the uh, mantlet, sorry. not tur- Yeah, definitely more like a Matilda on the mantlet, I'll give you that. I feel like some of them... Because uh, we did this on one of our earlier episodes. Some of them had a Matilda-style mantlet, and some of them... Uh, just didn't some of them were just flat like the crusader so i wonder what happened there i would say in this picture it looks like the um, crusader's got the six pounder gun on whereas the covenant has got the two pounder that's it shared with the matilda the the covenanter couldn't fit a heavier gun it was the same target it couldn't um it was at like its max weight it was a nightmare it yeah, was, I mean, they, uh, they never used it in, in service, so it really wasn't much point putting a new gun in it, was there? <laughs> yeah, no, the, exactly. the Covenator was only ever used for uh, training purposes. And even yeah, then, only because yeah. they had all them left over having pre-ordered the worst tank in history. Yeah. Didn't yeah. they make, like, 2,000 of them? Yeah, before they stopped. <laughs> <laughs> what a bunch of goobers. It's like the Ajax program, but in 1938. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> similar with the noise problem. issues. Tank vibrates its crew into a jelly. 
No, this, this time it bakes them three, with the But they should have sent all oh, the Covenanters. They should have sent all the Covenanters to like the Eastern Front. So the crews would at least stay warm. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, you're you're on to something with that. Mm. Huh. Oh, shall we go to the next slide? No. Send it. So first we'll talk about the Mark One. So this is the very first of the Crusader. So you see the uh, specifications here. It's uh, powered by a Nuffield Liberty L12 Mark uh, V L12 V12 Mark II engine with 340 horsepower. It has Christie helical spring suspension. It is armed with one 40 mil quick firing two pounder, uh, one 7.92 baser. Uh, that is not in the mantlet, but in the hull turret. Hell yeah. Girl, yeah. Sure. Engage two targets at once. <laughs> there you are. It's going uh, back to that really bad idea of let's put more turrets on the tank, though, isn't it? It's very early. There was a very early war thing of having an extra machine gun turret, like as we covered in the Ram 2 or you see on the uh, the Lee. They, they, they just liked having machine gun turrets on things. Well, they liked designing it they they got rid of them as fast as they could once they saw service though <laughs> gotta respect the hustle yeah Cal, may i ask a quick question before you continue go for it um you see on the uh beza turret yep it, um the uh, little cylinder poking out to the right of the beza is that a scope yes i think it is damn, hell damn. yeah <laughs> That's... they're going to be doing indirect firing with the beza <laughs> <laughs> funny enough do you know what the beza machine gun is actually uh based off it's in a uh, Brno in Czech Republic. I was going to say it's a Czech gun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's um, I think like the designation was like VZ fifty eight or something like that. Yeah, it's something like the VZ thirty eight or fifty eight. Yeah, that's so, why it fires uh, seven point nine two. Yeah, which is really weird round. So the Mark One had armor uh, max of forty mil on the front, crew of four, and you can see the rest. Uh, off-road speed of 24 kilometers an hour, on-road 42, with a range of 235 off-road and 322 oh, on-road. Can that we talk about the engine now? Go for it. So it's one thing to note, it looks really good with 340 horsepower. For an early war British tank, that's excellent. Uh, but the engine's actually a World War One design, um, and amongst other things, it lacks an engine block, and it just had cylinders bolted together which all, yeah. the, all the bolts came undone under any sort of operation and it needed a full oil change after 600 kilometers. So that's two days. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, <hell yeah>. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. I, I love issues with this. On my tank. So are you saying this, this engine would literally just shake itself apart? Yeah. <laughs> the Crusader, Crusader, it was a works program for British mechanics. It was a make work program. <laughs> Slower. But, you can imagine in World War One tank design, you know, you, you, you put the tank up at the starting line and then it runs for 100 kilometers in the big assault and that's all it does in a year. So this sort of engine <laughs> made sense in 1917, but uh, it really wasn't fit for um, World War Two. Welcome to the new world. <laughs> the future is now, old man. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so the Mark One was quickly put in production after the prototype was tested in mid-1940. None, none was ready for the campaign of France. However, they were quickly shipped to Egypt and took part in the first phase of the war against the invading Italian forces. The Mark I of early production had a what's called a semi-internal cast hull mantlet, which was replaced on the later models 
by a bigger cast mantlet with three vertical slits for the gun, machine gun, and periscope. The, the bigger the better. Of course. The large slope turret, also designed for maximum internal space, had no cupola but a flat hat- hatch with the periscope mounted inside. In practice, it was most often open most of the time. I completely flubbed that line, but who cares? <laughs> the gun was balanced through a paddle shaft, making pointing easier and more accurate and allowing efficient fire on the move. It was actually one thing the, coven, the uh, Crusader was quite well known for, was actually shooting on the move. It was, uh, they ended up employing it in that way of flanking and firing on the move because it was actually... The design allowed for it. It was very good. I still think say, I don't think I've ever seen a video of that thing firing like standing still. I think I've always seen it like going over like a fucking mound or something, opening up. Yeah, I, I still reckon if you you're relying on your gunner being able to move the cannon around with his shoulder, you've got a way too small cannon in your tank. Oh yeah, yeah. But and um, we don't judge size on this podcast. <laughs> grenade launcher is uh, the same caliber as this uh, anti tank gun. How does that feel? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of sad, actually. 40 mic mic, oh my god. Now, the 40 millimeters of armor was designed to deal with most tanks of, of the time in 1939, armed with 37 millimeter guns. The frontal glacis was sloped, like the turret, but the rear and sides were flat and more vulnerable. Early production models were given provisional armored side panels, usually protecting the rear part of the tank, i.e. the uh, engine and fuel tanks. The first unit to fight with these brand new Crusader Mark 1s was the 6th Royal Tank Regiment, part of the 7th Armoured Brigade. They fought alongside Matilda infantry tanks using the speed for screening tactics. No Italian tank was a threat, well, because they're reversing all the time, but this would change with the arrival of Rommel and his Panzer 3s. You mean, you mean, I don't mind. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. So this thing had sloping armour? In the front, yes. But that's impossible because we all know that the T thirty four was the first tank to be <laughs> Wait till you get a lot of Valentine. Uh, next slide. <clears throat> so here we have the Mark II. Uh, the only real difference between a Mark One and a Mark Two is slightly more armor. Um, I have seen they have some of them. They did retain the uh, machine gun turret, but basically, even on the Mark ones in the field, they got rid of the turret because it just it, it wasn't needed. So instead, there was a machine gun in the mantlet. So they did have a coax. Nice. Boo. So you'll see, basically, all the everything is the same, except you'll see the armor is uh, has now got forty nine millimeters in the front. So it's a, it's a little bit heavier, but not much. But. <clears throat> So late late production. Uh, oops, I just moved my lost my notes for a second. Late production Mark ones were given large uh, side protective panels attached to the upper hull, providing better prote- protection against the fifty millimeter gun on the Panzer III and the Pack Forty AT gun. These panels became permanently attached from the factory start, starting from the Mark II. This new version also received a large increase in armor from forty to forty nine mil. Not very large, but, you know, on the front glacis yeah, and the turret. It's a limited edition. Wouldn't pack 40 still tear through it pretty easy? Probably. Well, the, well what if it's at range? Yeah. 
Not sure about that. I mean, the, uh, North Africa, well known for <clears throat> never having tanking on, on anti tank engagements at range. <laughs> these, these things were paper thin. Uh, it was tragic just how badly they were um, outclassed by the Panzer throws. Yeah. So the, the Mark II was designed to. Uh, it provided. It just says provided better protection against it, against the 50 mil. Doesn't necessarily say stopped it. <laughs> Just say he's better, better against it. Question for the experts here. Go for it. Okay, so you see on the road wheels how on the actual rubber tires, there were all those uh, holes drilled in them? Yep. What was the idea with that? Uh, not sure. Was it weight savings, perhaps? No idea. I, I haven't seen any info referencing those. Jack, you know what this means, right? I don't think Jack does. Cricket. <laughs> he, he don't, does he that don't, mean he it can drive? It. It's, the, uh, it's the Crusader with the weight savings. It's, oh, a, it's a Crusader Super Lagara. Oh, does that God. mean it's fuel efficient? Yeah, it's fuel efficient. There you go. It's a hybrid. It's basically a hybrid now. It's basically, <laughs> and that 40 millimeter is basically a tow missile. Oh, the Crusader oh. is essentially a Prius. <laughs> or, or, excuse me, a Prius. As Dennis likes to call them. Speak English. He switches but... between the two. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so the added weight was uh, coped with a more powerful Nuffield Liberty uh, Mark III engine. To save weight in a crew member, the awkward turret was often removed. So the only machine gun that remained was the coax. The large three slit cast mantlet was also serial now, so it was standard as opposed to the Mark I where it wasn't. This evolution arrived in 1942, just in time for some major battles of the Campaign of Africa. Some were converted, converted on the stocks as infantry support tanks, or CS, close support, equipped with a 3-inch howitzer launching smoke grenades. Now, if the Mark I and II turned, turned to be effective in Libya against the Italians, it was another affair against Rommel, aka the Desert Fox. While its speed, light protection, and armament could deal with most Panzer 1s and 2s, the Panzer 3, equipped with the long barrel 50mm, and the Panzer 4s and the short 75 were more than a match. Plus, German tactics using a faint retreat under the cover of well-placed AT guns, including the 88, proved deadly effective. The, the Crusaders in Gazala and around Tobruk, forming the biggest part of the British armed forces in Africa, had few options but to retreat and try to outrun the well-concealed German gunners. There were also severe limitations on the tank itself, starting with uh, poor handling and African ports repairs, premature use of their train and tracks because of the lack of transportation infrastructure, then the conception problems in the field. For example, the lower part of its angle turret acted like a lever at each shell impact, dislodging the turret from its mounting or a hull vulnerable... Mm. Or a hull vulnerable above the ammunition rack, where if red hot metal <laughs> fragments penetrated, they triggered a fire. There were also issues with engine. <clears throat> there were also issues with the engine overheating, oil leaking, and problems with the cooling filter systems, mostly caused by sand erosion. Uh, and with the filter, worth noting, they put the filter intake at the rear um, far side of the tank, so it was literally where all the dust off the tracks was straight into the filter. That's fucking smart. Yeah, it's the worst place they could have put it. So basically, the, the Crusader would have been a decent tank if it wasn't in North Africa. 
if it wasn't for the turret and the engine and the armor and the tracks and, and the, the suspension <laughs> and the visibility and the survivability. <laughs> or the fact that, you know, that angled turret, if a shot got into it, it dislodged the turret. The other funny thing with that the angled really turret though. is they limited the turret rings because they were worried about making all their tanks fit on the railways, which is a sensible constraint. Uh, but then the turret designers said, haha, we can overcome the limitations of the turret ring by angling it outwards at the same time um, blowing away the reason why the turret ring was limited in the first place. So <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Bunch of silly geese, those English. <laughs> so, shall we go to the next slide? To the penultimate, Mark III. So, this the Mark III was... Uh, even heavier, more heavily armoured and armed. With the increase of, instead of a 2-pounder or 40mm, it was upgraded to a 6-pounder or 57mm QF gun, as well as uh, 51mm of armour on the front, as opposed to 40 or 49. And the only other difference was the engine, which was the Mark IV Nuffield Liberty L12 V12. Yeah. So, prior to the... Oops. I keep bloody losing my notes. God, I'm not having a good day. See, that's why you just straight up don't have notes in the first place. Wing it. <laughs> just wild-ass guesses. <laughs> Make uh, it all up. Oh, Dennis, this has gone on the internet. You know someone will be itching to sit there and go, well, actually... <laughs> I'm honestly Still surprised we haven't had one yet. Still. Yeah, actually, yeah. we haven't had one of those yet. That's weird. I think because we try and keep every all our subjects so obscure, no one can tell us otherwise because they don't know about it. That's, That's our true. Trick. Yeah. <laughs> or people, or nobody listens to our podcast. <laughs> hey, Do we don't guys... mention that. God damn it! Do you guys <laughs> consider yourselves to be rivet counters? All right. Let's see. There's mm, one, two, three, four, yeah. five, six, seven, eight, it's nine, ten, yeah. 14, 15, 15, 15. That's a slender term. Turrets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fifteen turrets. Just name fifteen. <laughs> On specific subjects. Fair enough. Okay, so... Like, yeah. Prior to the climactic battle of El Alamein, most Crusaders have been retired from regular frontline units, replaced by much more effective L3 Grants and Lees. The move was even accelerated when the first M4 Shermans arrived en masse. The Crusaders were relegated with M3 Stuarts to screening and scouting forces to exploit breakthroughs hey. or regulated to secondary sectors. However, when the need for a new heavy cruiser tank expressed since 1940 appeared comp compromised, a stopgap measure was taken in March 1941. There were trials to ad adapt the very effective six-pounder AT gun onto a tank turret, and finally the Crusader was chosen. This was the first time this already well-proven gun was mounted onto a tank. This led to a complete redesign of the interior with new increased in frontal armor, no more auxiliary turret, better protection for the turret mounting and around the ammunition racks, and some improvements to the ventilation system. The crowded turret equipped with exhaust vents for the gun fumes also dictated a drastic reduction in the crew. Now three, the commander was also the loader. The yeah, 
the Mark III was now it, propelled it by the... It's better because when the um, commander's loading the gun, he actually has to sit facing backwards, which is not an ideal position for a commander. You're kidding. That can't possibly be true. You're supposed to improve, not fall back. <laughs> it's like, we're going back now. <laughs> this was not Britain's best tech. <laughs> this was their midlife crisis. Oh my god! This is why the M3 was, con- you know, the, the M3 also an appallingly bad tank was actually considered a huge improvement because this is what it was compared against. Don't talk shit about the M3. Yeah, <laughs> not in my presence. Amazing tank. tank. Imagine thinking that uh, your tank, actually knowing your tank is better than the M3. That's that's a that's sad. <laughs> hey Jack, Jack, just if I he, he was talking about the other M3, not the M3 you're to, you're thinking about. Sorry, I was talking about the medium. Yeah, not the M3 grease gun. Mm. Mm. Uh, so the Mark III, the most race, racist tank. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> what? Now, the Mark III was now propelled by the Liberty Mark IV, the latest evolution of the Nuffield V12. The new gun with 50 rounds was provided with some AP rounds and had a far better punch against existing Axis tanks, notably the Panzer III and IV. The Mark III replaced all existing versions and was largely produced from early, from early 1942 to mid-1943. But by then, the Crusader had seen increasing, was seen increasingly as obsolete. I'm pretty sure it was obsolete at the I Mark I, why. but okay. <laughs> Being already replaced by some more notable, more capable Cavalier, Centaur, and Cromwell tanks. The long away, the new long-awaited generation of cruisers. Despite this, they played their part in the Second Battle of El Alamein. Their great speed could still be exploited in some occasions. Many were, many were equip, equipped with anti-mine roller attachment kit to deal with the huge German minefields during the first hours of the offensive. Crusaders, almost only Mark III's, we're still seen in action by in Tunisia by 1943, in Sicily and Italy, but by mid 1944, many were converted to on the stocks or remained in home defence units, and were used in tactical drilling until 1945. The Mark III remains the biggest production of the entire Cruiser Six series. Go off. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, cool. it's important to remember just how desperate the British were for tanks in 1940 after the, the debacle in France. That this is true. Yeah, they literally had none. It's a question about the tracks. Yep. Because now we actually have people who know what they're talking about on the podcast. Um, so, oh. Sam Dennis. <laughs> hey, I'm burning myself here too. <laughs> Hey, I guess we'll go fuck ourselves. Yeah, we, we're all, we can all go to Stein now. Um, the tracks, so like because they look fairly narrow, how often was it that these narrow tracks would either help the tank get stuck in the sand or basically like just fly off? Because they don't look very strong. Hmm. I think everyone figured out by the end of the war that wide tracks were better, but at the start of the war, they were concerned about the weight that heavier tracks brought with them. But I agree, looking at this picture, these tanks are too narrow for desert work. Yeah, that, that thing would just sink. Perfect. Let's send it to North Africa. <laughs> <laughs> if it's the only tank you've got, that's the one you send. 
I'll, I'll say the only yep. good thing about British tank, early British tanks is A, even though they sucked, they look cool. And B, mm. those desert camos look awesome. That is perfect true. for modeling. Yeah. Look at those rivets. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look at that streaking. Well, the rivets will bring up your dry brush nicely, won't they? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's What's worth fun? noting with British tanks as well that uh, Matilda was an excellent design that stayed in service to um, the end of the war in the Pacific um, because it was reliable and well-made. Uh, and also Valentine was unbelievably reliable, mostly because it had Detroit diesel engines in them. Um, so the, the Crusaders, as the well, the whole Cruiser series, were just didn't have the engine to do what they wanted. Yeah. Although, I mean, in the Pacific, you know, I'd love to see a Japanese 37 mil gun try and go through the front of a Matilda too. Like when yeah, the well, Germans could have That's why they used it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, with um, Matilda in Australian service in the Pacific, uh, we bought a thousand M3 mediums and then realized that we w would use the Matilda instead for overseas work. So we just didn't use the thousand tanks we bought. Um, and... And we were even shorter on tanks than anyone else. Um, so that that's a real testament. You know, the M3 medium was that bad and Crusader was worse still. <laughs> Shall we go to the next slide, please, Dennis? So let's talk about the uh, performance or lack of. <laughs> so initially performed better than Stuart light tanks used uh, as primary unit for cruiser tank regiments. Uh, Stuarts were used for reconnaissance. However, it uh, suffered from chronic reliability problems, including, and not limited to, missing tools, often lost or stolen during transit. Yoink. Lack of spare what? parts. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Almost just like I got Detroit in creative unloaded tracks. So there was a lack of spare parts. Um, during the war, they got anyone to work in factories so inexperienced workers design uh, building them cause quality issues within the tanks themselves and design flaws such as overheating due to bad cooling systems because when you think about it the cruise the uh, crusader was designed in england whose climate is very 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 different to north africa you know what might not overheat over in england will fry in the desert you know I think that's one thing not, not a lot of people uh, consider is like, you know, a tank designed in a cold climate probably won't do that well in, in, in a hot climate. Oh, heavens no. Yeah, the British had this problem as well with their warships lacking air conditioning in the Pacific that um, where it's pretty much required. Um, and it's but worth noting that Valentine uh, was extremely reliable. Uh, and so the problems, I think, had more to do with the people, the fact, the owners of the factories who were making them than the actual workforce. Uh, certainly Valentine was being bodged together by bicycle workshops and um, railway yards. Oh, God. I will, I will say, though, even sometimes, though, um, even tanks designed in their climates didn't work well. Uh, originally, the T-34 had no um, heating at all. And the designer of T-34, to prove, his, to prove how reliable the tank was, he drove from, I think, like Stalingrad to Moscow or something. It was 1,000 kilometers, yeah. 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 He drove 1,000 kilometers in winter with no heating, and he died of pneumonia. Idiot. Like, a month later. <laughs> Talk about an ego. Jesus. <laughs> My tank's good, I swear. No heating? <laughs> 
So it's uh, it's underappreciated just how important the American uh, M4s were with their electrically electrically heated crew suits. It was a, a huge innovation over any other tank in the world. Well, especially considering that that radial engine sucked all the cold air in. Yeah, well, you need it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's so a bit drafty. So, despite problems, the Crusader was very successful against German and Italian tanks, using their greater mobility and capability fire on the move to hit weak spots. So, basically, if it couldn't hit it from the front, it just went around it. Um, the Crusader actually caused a change in German tactics, which meant their tanks withdrew to a line of AT guns. So, the Crusaders, especially the Mark 1s and 2s, with the, uh, the two-pounder, didn't have any uh, high explosive rounds. So they couldn't deal with entrenched uh, AT guns. You know, basically the the uh, the uh, two pounder only really had the solid shot, which is just basically a giant bullet. So against static positions, uh, solid shot just doesn't work at all. Get fucked. So the uh, <laughs> so the fifty seven mil, the six pounder, did have high explosive rounds, but they still weren't that good. So. Well, because those were high velocity, right? Which meant that the casing of the shell had to be a lot thicker, which basically limited the amount of high explosive, like actual, like you know, the HE filler they could use, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the yeah, it wasn't until the seventy-five mils came along that they really were able to sort that out. Yeah. Funny enough, like for the two-pounder, the British did design a APHE round for it, and I think the explosive mass in it was something like. 10 grams maybe of explosive i was thinking 20 it. grams but yeah it was minuscule it was tiny and it was also this explosive that was um a lot of the times it just didn't go off or it was it was too it, it just wasn't suitable for being fired in rounds yeah i don't think they ever actually deployed the high explosive round it's it's one of those mystery ones that everyone knows it was built but you can't find a trace of it being used sweep this one under the rug guys <laughs> pretty much <laughs> Uh, so we'll go to the next slide, please. So, a quick summary of North Africa, because the Crusader Mark 1 to 3 was only used in North Africa. So the no notable battles that it participated in was Operation Battleaxe, Operation Crusader, the Battle of Marath of the Marath Line, and the Battle of Wadi Akarit. Akarit. I... Yeah, I think you got it. Close mm. enough. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And the units that they operated with was the 7th Armoured Brigade as the 6th Royal Tank Regiment, the 22nd Armoured Brigade, the Australian 9th Infantry Division as Recon and Liaison, and the 26th Armoured Brigade as part of the 78th Infantry Division. Now, as well as the Mark One to Mark Three. There were some variants. Um, so here's a quick list, but we'll go through them each one at a time. But we have the Crusader 3 AA Mark 1, the AA Mark 2 and 3, the Gun Tractor Mark 1, the ARV Mark 1. Some of them were turned into SPGs, and as I mentioned before, the anti-mine rolling kit. So if we go to the next. So this is the Crusader oh, Mark yeah, 3 AA that. Mark 1. Only what used in North Africa, you say? Hmm. <laughs> I said only it's the Mark One to Mark. 
Only the Mark 1 to Mark 3s were used in North Africa. Variants were used uh, up until Normandy. Yeah, Dennis. Mm. Open your fucking ears. <laughs> yeah, <it does. laughs> i got to so, say, as a self-propelled anti-aircraft piece, it doesn't look so bad. It's pretty it. cool. Yeah, I want to. I, I need that model. Oh, we'll get to that, Jack. Don't worry. Really both, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so, over 1,373 Crusaders were converted for special purposes, of around, Whoa. of which around 400 were Crusader AA Mark 1s. It was armed with a Bofors 40mm, bringing its highly recognizable pom-pom sound on the battlefield, which gave it its popular surname among soldiers and the Royal Navy sailors as well. This was the first conversion of existing Mark III hulls. At first, the gun was just mounted, mounted to an open fl- platform with its regular front flat shield, but it soon became obvious that better protection was needed and a four-sided opened top shield was wrapped around it for the next batch. So this is just putting chucking a 40mm anti, anti-aircraft gun onto a Crusader. Yeah, it's worth noting that we were just talking about the impossibility of doing high explosive in 40mm, and here's a 40mm gun with a high explosive round. <laughs> hey, we're going to go ahead and look over that. Surprisingly, the Bofors gun, well known for only firing uh, anti-tank ammunition against aircraft. <laughs> Imagine if a Panzer IV commander and this thing just starts chugging away at you. Oh, you would not have a good day. Pure hatred. <laughs> That's War Thunder in a nutshell. Yes. Pretty much. Oh. <laughs> so, I reckon if you have to go to war, something like this is ideal. You're just sitting at Divisional HQ all day. Um, you don't have to walk anywhere. Drinking tea. Read a magazine. Dude, facts. <laughs> Reading Fine Scale Modeler, 1944 <laughs> edition. <laughs> so, if we go to the next one. Stuff, so, this is the Crusader Mark III, AA Mark II, and III. Oh, it's cute. <laughs> so, a Crusader Mark th- AA Mark III with its distinctive twin 20mm Orlikin mount. It had a devastating oh. combination of speed and firepower, especially deadly for low-flying aircraft. They were coupled with a targeting 303 Vickers machine gun. These guns were balanced with a large metal cylinder mounted on a threaded rod for adjustment. They could fire almost vertically. Mark II and III's only differed by the radio position moved from the turret into the hull for added free space. They were put in use in the later stages of the African campaign in Tunisia and fought in Sicily, Italy and Normandy. Their allied air dominance was such that they were relegated to secondary duties. Production records are scarce, but in June 1944, 268 of these Mark II and 3s were enlisted for D-Day. Firing tests began in June 1943 and conversion started in October. Normal provision was 600 rounds. A variation, a variation with triple orlikins was produced in very limited qualities, but have seemed to only been used for training. Now, these were also used by the 1st Polish Armoured Division, and they didn't use them against aircraft. They used them against ground targets, a.k.a. <laughs> infantry. <laughs> H-E is H-E, goddammit. A.k.a. a war crime. Jack, this thing is half a skink. It's got only two orlikins. We need to get another two yeah, on there. The skink <laughs> yeah, come on. Guys, we need to do an episode on the skink. Oh, we, we will. Do. We will. Oh, yeah. you got to say, yeah. it's um, you know that you're getting the hand-me-downs if you're the Poles, and this turns up in headquarters, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Poles, right before attacking an infantry target, <laughs> pulls out the anti-aircraft tank. Well, there's a simple fix to that. <laughs> well, I think Sounds the Polish... Like you- 
Well, I think the Polish used them against the German infantry after uh, what the Germans did to them in Market Garden. Mm. Okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we weren't complaining about it. So if we go to the uh, next one. So, Aww, Crusader yeah. was also turned into a gun tractor. What the fuck? It's a box on wheels. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Looks a lot like a universal carrier, doesn't it? <laughs> that's the uh, that's a wish, universal carrier. <laughs> <laughs> you just like, start it up and it says, the Bluetooth has connected. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, the Crusader gun tractor came out, out of a need for a ve- for a vehicle that could tow the heavy 76.2mm QF 17-pounder anti-tank gun. It was a Crusader tank hull with a simple boxy superstructure replacing that of the tank gun. The 14mm thick structure pr- protected the driver and its gun crew of six. The tractor also carried ammunition at the rear and within the crew area. Although nearly as heavy as the gun tank, it was capable of high speed and was officially limited to 27 miles an hour or 43 kilometers per hour. This was still hard on the towed 17 pounder guns. They were used in Northwest Europe uh, from the Normandy landings of 1944 to the end of the war in 45. One such unit was the 86th anti-tank gun regiment, Royal Artillery part of 12 Corps. Is it 12? XII Corps. Yeah, that's 12. 12. 12 Corps. In the eighty sixth, in the eighty sixth, the Micro Machines podcast, where we do not know Roman numerals. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. You could do a uh, regular segment where you just throw a random numeral on and see who can guess it. <laughs> Yo, that's actually a good idea. In the eighty sixth, the Crusader gun tractor replaced earlier Morris C eight gun gun tractors in two out of the four batteries. Unit veterans reported the Crusader was popular with the crews and was often driven by former Armoured Corps drivers seconded to the, seconded to the Royal Artillery because of their driving experience. 86th veterans claimed that they removed the governors that normally limited tank speeds. Thus adapted, they credited an empty Crusader with speeds up to 55 miles an hour or 89 kilometers an hour. Yeah. And claims, yes. and claims to be able to outrun military police motorcycles, which were then... <laughs> oh, my God. Which were limited to a wartime speed of just 50 miles an hour due to low-grade petrol. <laughs> speed. Imagine that you roll up to the local pub with your fucking Crusader 2 fucking tractor thingy, and the MPs come after you, and you're like, catch it, fucking faggot. Take off in that thing. It's it's uh it's initial D, but with tanks. <laughs> See this thing drifting around a corner. Uh, instead of tofu delivery, it's seventeen pounder delivery. <laughs> Can you imagine being the military police on your bike and then just seeing that just thing taking off on you? You'd. I'd give up. <laughs> Actually, I probably wouldn't because military police are fucking assholes. <laughs> no, they wouldn't give us help. I mean, let's remember with the reliability of the Crusader, you might be broken down around the next corner. <laughs> or overheated. <laughs> yeah. Same with their motorcycles, though. True. I mean, you just drift around a corner and your track snaps off. I was about to say. <laughs> it's girls in Panzer. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, some vehicles... Oh, yeah, were... Isn't there a scene Isn't there a scene in Girls in Panzer where they're driving like a BT-7 without its tracks? Yeah, well, yeah you, you would know, wouldn't you? Do that. I would know. Because I watched it was the, the BT forty two, was it not? I thought some of the Christie models could drive it out the tracks. I was going to say, yeah, you could yeah, do that. Exactly. 
And those things could nice actually one, take off. Know that? I have I've seen yeah, early T thirty fours do that too. Uh you sure about that the one, bud? Early T thirty fours, I think. So a few of the interwar designs could. I didn't think the T thirty four, but I could be wrong. Someone fact check this guy. I don't want the Maybe word when they right. like yeah, borrowed stuff up. from the BT seven, threw it onto the early T thirty four. Yeah. Maybe that's what the um the holes in the uh road wheels are for. So it's like uh, slotted brake discs. <laughs> so I'll get well that oh, gets no, searched just up. Just a BT. Wait. Wait. So while that gets uh, searched up, okay, uh, Dennis, can we go to the next slide? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> so they also it made... Says that the... Go yeah, for it, Ezra. Oh. Say it. It says that the T-34 had an 8x6 wheel control drive similar to on the BT tanks, uh, which allowed it to run on wheels without Caterpillar tracks. Hey. There we go. Nice. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. So the uh, Crusader, the ARV or Armored Armored Recovery Vehicle. So they made a uh, an ARV out of a Crusader. And if you zoom in, it kind of looks like it's got a dual Bren gun it's mounting that's in the middle. Dual Bren right there. Yep. Damn. <laughs> nice. Basically, an anti aircraft gun tank. Catch it, Fritz. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last. So next up. Whoa. Crusaders will also turn into self-propelled guns. What happened to that? That is 40? sick. <laughs> is that a long time? <laughs> so, the top one is a post-war modification, probably for testing purposes only, with a 5.5-inch or 140-millimeter medium medium gun. How's that medium? It's 140 mil. That's huge. So, medium gun was Massive. installed at the front, facing backwards. So, you know, very Archer vibes. Ooh. Good. <laughs> and then at the bottom, uh, as an Argentine uh, Crusader. So some gun, some Crusader gun tractors sold, uh, sold after the war to Argentina were converted to self-propelled guns with French 75 or 105 millimeter guns installed in large boxy superstructures. You just get the feeling the Argentines bought that on paper and had no idea what they were getting into, don't you? They probably this just saw the Crusader good. bit, and then this gun tractor turned up, and they're going, what the fuck? It's like, where's the gun? This <laughs> here a gun tank. <laughs> I mean, it looks kind of cool. It, no. It's, uh, no, no. it's like a discount bison. Yeah, it's like it's the British bison. What's wrong with the bison? Nothing's wrong with the bison. All right, Bison's all right. Good. Settle down there. Settle down. Hey, I play World of Tanks. I know how bad the bison is. <laughs> And then we'll go to the last variant, which I've mentioned before. Uh, no photos of it exist, unfortunately. And that is the Crusader AMA Mark I-D, the anti-mine roller attachment. So a mine, roll, a mine clearing device consisting of four heavy rollers suspended from a frame. Weight of the rollers could be increased by filling them with water, sand, whatever. Uh, a little note as well. Crusaders were also used for experience, experimentation, such as a flotation kit consisting of two pontoons attached to the hull sides, special blades attached to the tracks to pro propel the vehicle in water, and a cowl over engine air takes and cooling louvers. So at one the point, the Crusader swung. That is some really cool. stuff. Nice. <laughs> 
I just love the idea of a tank famous for its overheating, putting um, cowls over the cooling. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, wouldn't wanna, I wouldn't want to go too far to see with that. Don't even worry. It's in the water. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Andrew Cuomo accent? <laughs> sure. And if we go to the to last slide, just a couple uh, random facts I found. So, as I mentioned before in the A39 Tortoise, one Crusader was used for testing the 600 horsepower Rolls-Royce Meteor engine. The increased horsepower... Yeah. Oh! Yeah. Oh. This thing could move. Oh. The increased... Oh, where have we seen a Rolls-Royce Meteor today? Uh, oh, okay. We're going to have to talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> we, we should. Okay. So, the increased horsepower over the standard Liberty engine... Uh, gave it a maximum speed in excess of 40 miles an hour or 64 kilometers an hour. Now, I think the, I think if you had the Rolls-Royce Meteor and the Crusaders whilst they were in the desert, then you would have, I think it would have been a better tank instead of the uh, Nuffield. I think you would have put more armor on it if you had more power, though. And you just would have had a different tank. That's true. That's true. You basically would have had the Cromwell. <laughs> yeah, you'd have built a Cromwell if you could. So, the turret of a Crusader tank was used by the French Far East Expeditionary Corps to defend the city of Hanoi at the beginning of the first Indochina War as well. So, they, they must have been using it as a stationary um, pillbox or something. Yeah, I love Here taking one big mistake and using it at the start of another big mistake. <laughs> you just give it to your friend that you don't like, but you have to be their friend. <laughs> tank turret bunkers go nonsensically hard. They are amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's definitely a Especially Cold War thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then the Crusaders were issued with a sunshade as part of a deception operation. Uh, as you can see in the photo here, it is just a metal framework with a canvas covering that disguised the tank as a transport truck to track German reconnaissance. It's an Iltis. That is cool, actually. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's an Iltis. <laughs> And when you have imagery on the back, you can keep them extra hot because it's right over the fucking engine deck. Lovely. <laughs> and all we have left is, uh, if we go to the next couple slides, you'll see our favorite thing, Dennis. Models. Yes, and this is where we lose Yay, all models. ability as a podcast. <laughs> this, is, so, this is also where we lose our money. Yes. Yes. Thanks. Give me your wallet, wallet boys. All right. Now, John. Hey, look, you've got the anti-aircraft version. Yeah, John. Yeah, if you if you want to start building models, um, mm -hmm. we can provide you with some good advice. However, <laughs> yes. I will say I will tell everyone. You see the uh, Tamiya thirty fifth one. Careful. See, you don't oh, want to buy no. that. You don't hey. want to. Uh, hey. No, 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 Dennis. Listen. You know why? You see on the right hand side there that that little uh, brand, Dennis. You see on we the side. Talk about, we don't talk about the Tamiya Italy collab. We don't acknowledge those. But, but we are. Don't do me like that. That Crusader is an Italy rebox. But Brett Green on uh, Missing Links said it was great and that there were no cons. You <laughs> <laughs> lied. Do you dare no, question see. Saint Green? Hey, fellas, at this point, I might need to uh, say goodbye, but it's been a real blast and um, looking forward to doing something with you guys in the future. Absolutely. I hope you learned okay, something. Yeah. Our amazing you, maybe, you might have learned something. We yeah. don't know. I have learned quite a few things. <laughs> well, I hope we can do another collab sometime in the future.
Yeah, once again, a huge thank you to John from the Totally Tanked Podcast for joining us to talk about the Crusader. If you want to hear more of the Totally Tanked Podcast, they are on all the major streaming platforms. And with that, models. 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 Let's get it. Yes. There we go. Okay. So, Dennis, tell me a Reeboks to Tallery. Cope and seethe. Oh, no. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me, man. Well, you see, I only I only wanted to point that out after sharing the video of Houdini models uh, talking He's about such a Tamiya. Nice guy. I was expecting him to be like a monster from hating to me, but he was like the nicest, like Santa Claus looking guy I've ever seen. Did you I watch like, it? Yeah, and I was like forced to not hate him. <laughs> You're going in there just expecting to hate the guy, and he's just the sweetest dude ever. Now that like, that's the Canadian most Canadian shit I've ever heard. <laughs> okay, so um, if you are looking to build a Crusader and you're a complete beginner of the hobby, never done a kit before, I recommend you do the Border Model Crusader Mark III. How expensive would that be, though? Like, Border models aren't cheap. I assure you, there are definitely not like six part per link tracks. I assure you. And the oh. suspension is definitely not workable. Oh boy. Don't worry about it. Uh, and that's great. And all, but what kind of dent is going to make in my wallet? Uh, it's expensive. I will, I'll put it to you this guy, way, guys. Okay, just don't start with a Crusader. <laughs> so, <laughs> is it an want... E3 pay grade or is it like E7 kind of pay grade? E7. Okay, never mind. Oh. Um, so, he, here's an interesting anecdote about the Border Models Crusader. The track links on that are so complicated and so fiddly that in Border Models' own instructions, they say, you can just assemble the lower run of these tracks and leave the top off. They straight up say, you can just leave it off. It's like, yeah, we fucked up by making it too difficult that even we can't build it, so just go ahead and uh, throw this part Like, broken English, it's like, if you want to be a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, even we want to half-ass this one. Yeah, God, it's pretty sad. <laughs> if you want, if you want a nice easy kit, you should build the Tamiya in quotation marks one thirty fifth scale Crusader. Well, you should just straight up do the one to forty eighth. Because yeah, what about like, the one forty I reckon the forty eighth will be pretty good. You know what I've noticed working on a hobby? Yeah, store? you're right. You're right. You're right. Tamiya has poured their heart and soul in the forty eighth scale tanks, and no one buys them. Well, yeah, because like people think of like the Pershing from fucking Atlantis, and like ugh, they yeah. shiver in fear, and <laughs> I will they have every right to. Forty eighth is the like the perfect size, though. No, Honestly, not, not too big, not too oh, small. Yeah. Oh, so it's average. No, it's not <laughs> average. But nobody wants average. Exactly. Well, well, we want I have bigger. A question for, I, but guys, I'm proposing something to you. I want smaller. If, if, Greg, you want sixteen scale? If everybody's scale? above average, doesn't that just make you can it fuck right normal? off with sixteen scale? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I love 16 scale. And then 16 scale. Oh, yeah, so yeah, we're fucking... 16 scale. yeah, that was the Centurion was 16 scale, wasn't it? Oh, so I think, Jack, should we talk about uh, our big collab at the uh, Great Hobbies Oshawa today? Well, I have uh, I have a slide coming oh, up. Oh, yeah, never mind. All right, we're going to like so tease we'll, you we'll guys talk even about more. That. Yeah. yeah. This is the second time we've teased this so far. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, re- I reckon the whole problem with Tamiya and their 48th is... None of their 48s are exciting. Really? I'm coming back around to this, but like, there was a lot of people complaining about, you know, they, they just celebrated their 100th uh, 48 scale release. I have that magazine. I have it was that the Nashua magazine. <laughs> yeah. But it was the Nashua and people were like, uh, uh whoop-de-doo. 
you know, I, people, I will. people were cool expecting beans. sighting like something, ex- you know, they were expecting like something exciting. Time. Yeah. With working air suspension. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then it was like, no oh, it's the natural one. It's like, Dennis. shut up, Ezra. Furbu. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, to me, uh, as a brand, is not that exciting. <gasps> Jack, you better just uh, bring me back that recast I gave you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you still owe me for that. Oh, that's true. I'll, I'm I'll, calling uh... in that favor now. <laughs> oh God! I was going to forget about it until you mentioned that to me. It wasn't exciting. Well, it's okay. This could be a hill to die. You know what? I, I will. Yeah, I will agree with you guys though, and I will say this: uh, their forty-eighth scale uh, range is actually like way more varied than their thirty-fifth scale range. And even that is like pathetic. So see, yeah. I keep I keep coming around to it, Tamia. Just do safe. They only do safe. They only do they safe. wear protection. <laughs> With their white backgrounds, like uh, go to the uh, next slide, Dennis. I think there's real, even real more quick, on there. Real quick. Go. Tamia should definitely start making like you know how many art did their diorama scenes. That'd be cool. Mm. Tamiya should do that because you wouldn't have the flash problem with mini art, but it would be detailed enough with the modern Tamiya, and it'd be easier to put together. If you know, you, you see what I'm saying? I like wonder you. how much that would cost. A lot. Don't worry about that right yeah. now. We'll cross well, that we bridge when it comes. <laughs> so, oh god, I messed up here, guys. <clears throat> there is no such thing as a 1 to 25 scale plastic crusader. No shit. <laughs> there is, however, a paper crusader. What? Boo. Uh, okay, you, you 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 laugh, but I've looked at some of these models. They're actually they're actually Well, did good. you just call a paper piece of okay. paper a model? Obviously, yes. it's not as detailed see, as Nope. Nope. Okay. Dennis, b- guys, I'm not Build it. Dennis, if you if you swear by it, build it. Fine, Jack, why don't you come and help me out with that? I, maybe I we'll just might. Russian chill. Fine. <laughs> Russian chill? Okay. Yeah. Okay, fine. Get over here. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Yeah. Hand me the paper. It, it comes right, in the let's go. package. Come on. Just. Yeah. Okay. I wonder how good that uh, Airfix <laughs> Crusader is. <laughs> Probably fucking garbage. Well, well, well uh, Callum, I will ask you to remember that Airfix Rebox is old kids. I would also Ooh. like you to ask you, like, remember the last time that you saw a 1 to 32 scale armor kit? And that should uh, <laughs> tell you everything you need to know. Yeah, like what? Yeah. They do a couple of 1 to 32 scale, and it's like, why? Why? Be- because it gotta be weird, man. Yeah, I've never understood the whole, like, it's so close to 1 to 35. It's not like 1 to 35 versus 1 to 48, because there's a difference. But 1 to 35 to 1 to 32, it's like, come on, bro. Like, ah! There's just enough of a difference where it's annoying. Exactly. I will say it's interesting to note, like from a historical standpoint, some of the first uh, plastic models were actually Crusaders. Like uh, to me, I got their start obviously with the Panther and all that, but like one of their first, like you know, non-Panther models was actually the Crusader, and it had a little motor in it. Yeah. Oh, it had the motor. Sweet. So cute. (laughs) I have my eye on that. Well, have you, Dennis? Have you built anything from IBG? Uh, no, but yes. I saw uh, Wheels and Wings. I just saw that they got the Mark III in the aircraft gun. And... Actually, okay, that's the one I have my eye on. Ezra, have you built anything from yes. that? Yes. Careful, he's yes. going to get sponsored my... by him now. <laughs> that's good. My... That's a good thing. Let it happen. Then we can get sponsored. Uh, yeah. yeah, he could just give us money. Yeah, what's well, all get How was sponsored it? by them? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. 
Oh God! He's, he's okay. NDA. Okay. Well, next time I take a Wheels and Wings trip, I'll look at it. I will no, say. Apparently, there's Jack, supposed to have I'll like. I'll just 30. say this. I've spent eight months on it, and it's like four inches long. So. <laughs> <laughs> eight Taking a long time to finish. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Hey, hey, his barrel short. <laughs> <laughs> Look, now I assure you, even though I'm a Crusader Mark One close support now, I assure you it will be a Crusader <laughs> Mark Three any aircraft tank before you run your Bofors gun later. I get excited. Okay. Patience. No, 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 guys! It has no length, but it has girth. <laughs> Literally, look up the TKS. Look up the TKS. It's a chunky, thick boy. Also, um, story of my life. What? Yes. So, Dennis, <laughs> so Dennis, it would just, uh, it would just uh, change into the uh, forty mil anti aircraft, and then all you hear is pom 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 <laughs> <laughs> from the oh, Roomba side. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, accurate armor from Britain. They make a resin set for the uh, little gun tractor, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's oh, neat. Actually, oh, or sweet. as I like to call it, the tofu delivery vehicle. Dennis, if you oh, yeah, get that it? and put custom decals on it, <laughs> Bosuzoku. Yo, with a star-shaped exhaust. Yeah. Oh. Underglow. But because it's British, <laughs> it should be the tea delivery vehicle. The tea delivery. Vehicle. Yeah, make it like emerald green. Jack, I've got like broken heart <laughs> stitches on the side. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a segment of this podcast called "A Hill to Die On." And this week, guys, I think we're short this week. Yeah, who's oh, doing a hill to die on? No, I have an idea. Um, was it totally tanked? I have an idea. What? Yeah, wasn't he going to do it? He said, yeah, fuck this. <laughs> they want me to talk about pineapple on pizza. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who are these guys? Okay, like, I have a legitimately good idea for the hill to die on. Kill him. I'm scared. What Would is you it? Because of all the stuff going on in Ukraine, do you still feel okay buying Russian branded kits? Like uh, jokes on you, buddy. I never yes. bought Russian kits to begin with because I can't because we don't carry them. Oh, they no, don't support for the you. government, though. I was about to say. So that's <laughs> something I've heard people people wanted to boycott, like Zvezda. For instance, when the war first broke out, and I was like, "Bro, why?" Right, like all right, over yeah. Facebook, they were like, "Boycott Zavesta!" Like, bro, but it's, it's like, a model Zavesta, company. Yeah, but it's like Zavesta also does really good kits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, here's the thing. Like, uh, did you guys know that? I know I'm an air, I like do aircraft, right? But like, you know the C130K, which is the uh, Hercules, but it's got the lengthened fuselage. Yeah, yeah. It's the it got stretched. <laughs> you did not just say that. stuff <laughs> makes a brand new like 2021 tool C-130J with Japanese Air Self-Defense Force markings in the kit. And it's like $50 for me. And I am fighting all of my willpower to continue fighting the proxy war against Russia by not buying Svesta kits. <laughs> Joe, just buy a Svesta kit. No, yeah, just buy a Svesta kit. They're pretty good. I mean, they are good they've... kits. They got the yeah, one one hundred. That's how I made my KB two two two. I bought three of them at once. Two cubed. Oh. Yeah, I I just yeah, got their one to one hundred scale Stewart tank from the IPMS. Like, 
it's even though what Russia is doing is unjustified and like we don't support it, it doesn't mean like the modeling companies based in Russia. We right? need like uh, we need to make like the MMP special forces go and seize this Vesta factory, make it a part of Ukraine, and then they can just like <laughs> operate normally. Isn't um, ICM also Russian? ICM's Ukrainian. Is it? Yeah. Yes. There's a lot of. Oh Ukrainian fuck! Videos. Off the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Ukraine Yeah. Also, I... Ukraine has a lot of model companies. Like we can't afford to let it yeah. fall. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> no, Slava I think Ukraine it's... and the hobby. I'm so think, lucky you guys uh... didn't hear what I said. That's so you're going to mention curious. something you didn't say to us, saying that you're grateful we didn't hear it. But now we're going to be curious, so we're going to want to hear it. So we're going to ask, and you're going to be like, oh, no. Oh, no, no Greg, I Greg, can't Greg, tell you. Greg, you don't need to worry, because I can isolate that shit, eh? Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I, I can find it. I support Russia or something <laughs> like that. Okay, wait, back to ICM. Aren't they a... Uh, wait, what? Aren't ICM like a conglomerate of a bunch of smaller companies that came together honestly i wouldn't be surprised because i've got I don't this know jack i've got this well okay i'm just Jack's out here in the business suit. He's is, like disgusting i've got these, the talking stick leaders. okay <laughs> i've got this kit in front of me uh from a company called zv models uh which i learned was then turned into icm this is from uh 2009 i think this kit is and i'm pretty sure it's russian uh, maybe it is but then i don't know i looked on scale mates I, I i did my research uh is it a problem if it's russian yes <laughs> well the thing about that is that uh well model companies don't directly fund the government and if we want to get into it uh like most of the soldiers going there didn't even know that they that it was going to happen it was purely like an upper uh like it was only wasn't it only like putin and like a bunch of high-ranking generals really knew what the plan was don't care also eat this man dads (laughs) well i mean even if so let's say okay so i don't believe it'll happen but let's say russia somehow takes over ukraine right as horrible as that is uh like all the war crimes are committing the the unprovoked invasion all that shit it shouldn't stop anyone from purchasing or building any russian models it'd be like uh if japan attacked pearl harbor again no one's gonna boycott tamiya well i know which side i'm staying on then greg (laughs) 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 that's my life for tamiya after our episode second attack on pearl harbor after our uh, episode 11, uh, Hill to Dion, we all know which side we're on, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so, guys, did we just hear Dennis condone a second attack on Pearl Harbor? Yeah. <laughs> hey, write that down. Write that down. <laughs> write, write that down. Cope and seed F-15s in, uh, in Mount Fuji colors. Cope and seed, man. Laugh and fucking freedom. Don't, um, don't take out... Uh, you you might accidentally take out the whole lines led by donkeys podcast as a casualty. Oh, that is true. Oh, okay, we're no, gonna have to like make yeah. that. 
Well, that, uh, Jack, that's what PGMs are for. So you can like hit the monogram factory and like leave lines to by donkeys alone. <laughs> I'm just out here okay. gunning for Revel USA. That's it. <laughs> okay, I like where you're going with this. No, there's nothing wrong with monogram. Shut, shut As up. That second attack on Pearl Harbor is specifically to knock out the monogram factory. There's monogram is monogram. horrible. Go ahead, go to your local Michaels, buy the overpriced thirty dollar piece of shit fucking patent they've got, and it's tell me how good us. monogram is. Oh, for yeah, fucking crying out loud! What? I never yeah, but, understood but, that. Like but Michaels, they they say they carry scale models and they carry like one monogram kit and like three testers paints. Yeah, Bro, and it costs so like a billion Listen, dollars. Greg. Greg, I could make that patent look good. Give me like, oh, we believe you. I'll paint it in we... German colors. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna make it that patent that they try to make look like Tiger Tanks in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> It'll the be in Cartan. Oh yes, Dunkle Gelb. Kill him! Oh Kill him now. Dunkle Gelb and Cartan. <laughs> no, Olive Drab is the only color they should be painted in. Olive Drab is the only color. You've heard it here first. Yep. Hey, where's Callum at? Are you are you still there, buddy? Or are you like still here? No, I'm I'm still here. I'm still okay, here. Okay, just just make it. He's just like so enthralled by the autism because you <laughs> you fell asleep last time. <laughs> I actually did, Dennis. <laughs> like, yesterday during the hangout, like for about half an hour, where I was, I just went dead silent. That's because I was asleep. I was just passed out on my chair. Yes, that's listening to watch. Like this is probably like considered like you know lullabies. Oh no, it's just this COVID's kicking my ass, and, and yeah, yesterday was probably the worst you can day. Hear you guys I've making had, so. dick yeah. jokes in the middle of this fever dream. <laughs> I did. I actually did. <laughs> By the way, uh, just to advertise yourself, if you would like to do a hangout with us, where we go into a voice chat and a video chat on Discord, uh, join Why would the you Discord. Want to, but. <laughs> Yeah, yes, dude, we are Discord, on quite a bit. So your Discord is completely out of pocket. <laughs> yeah, you can see us work on our models. We can chat about literally anything. Uh, you won't have well, to pay anything. Yes, anything. 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 Ooh. God damn it, anything. This is a free fucking podcast, uh, and it's a free internet. So we we fought for this freedom. Freedom ain't free. No, so no, no, it's a free podcast until we finally set up our Patreon. <laughs> No, it will. It'll, always... it'll forever be a free will, podcast. Yeah. Oh, just you wait. The I Discord mean, we'll have a free. Yeah, the, the Discord will be free. The podcast should be free, but we sh- we probably oh. will eventually have a Patreon. Yeah, you just like get maybe bonus episodes, or, like custom content from the hosts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do if you want to see my dogs, <laughs> on <the> podcast. Oh. <gasps> No, we could do a bonus episode every month where we watch a movie and do a full commentary. Oh, that's that's a good idea. That is a good idea. And then we get flagged the because it's like, that. wait, no, we wouldn't because it's on Patreon and not on YouTube. Yeah. Ah. A serious inquiry, like when we do our Christmas special, like I know we're going to do like the Secret Santa stuff. Is that going to be with the whole podcast or is that or the like the whole Discord? Or is that going to be just a podcast like us guys? Well, I mean, I'm playing on oh. the podcast. Like, we're all going to make the same yep. food. Yeah, and just start to eat it on camera. <laughs> yeah, on the podcast. That's It'll probably idea, just yeah. be us because the whole server's hard to coordinate. On, right? I mean, that's true. Yes, we'll have cameras on. Everyone Sweet. get like, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm set because I've got the uh, Christmas sweater from the tank museum. It's got like little M4s stitched onto it. So, Dude. Oh, oh so hey, when, 
serious inquiry, when do you guys want to do that? Like, what day do you think? Like, roughly. We'll see. I mean, uh, Dennis, do you want to meet we're up? We're planning, like, five yeah, we were, months ahead. Oh, guys. Okay. We could question. meet up. What if we one day somehow met up and recorded a podcast in an M113 command vehicle? Because, hear me out, the M113 command vehicle is tall enough and has enough room in it. You can put a TV in there. We can do the slides. I can have the laser pointer out there. We've been over this. <laughs> or, Dude, that's we've thought this idea. all through. Yeah. I'm all about it. Like, I'm moving in probably October, November, mm. and I'll be out of the core beginning of December, so I'll be able to start growing my beard. So, I'll happily fly up there. Greg's going to yeah. look like a fucking Mujahideen fighter with his beard. <laughs> <laughs> Not any less than the rest of us. See, my only solace in doing when it's the Christmas one is uh, you lot will be freezing your asses off because it'll be the middle of winter and I'll be sweating my bollocks off because it'll be the middle of summer. Get fucked, South Boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I have... Like, I have Christmas where it's like a barbecue on a beach, not fucking snowing or anything like that. Yeah, we just can't we turn our cameras on and Calum's just grilling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, hey, guys. <laughs> He's in a Christmas t-shirt and we're all in Christmas sweaters. Oh, oh yeah, God, you, don't, you don't have a Christmas God. sweater in New Zealand. It's too fucking hot. Rack <laughs> and I are in like some M4 and it's got the rotary engine. So it's like we're just getting sandblasted with snow and like cold air. Nobody can hear us. We're just... Yeah. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to turn the gain up on your mics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Edit this later. Special, we have to tell everyone in our Discord server like they can hop on if they want, like whenever yes. it's free. Oh, and we could do like a big Q and A. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or just like just a it could be just like a recorded hangout. Oh no, that's with, uh, get all of us have our cameras on, and then they just hop in. Yes. I hate you guys. It hops out. <laughs> <laughs> Your podcast sucks! Bling. Okay. Word. Know what your mom said last night? Oh! oh. Contact um, Jack. She was watching She was watching the podcast. She was She was looking at the slides. She was looking at the slides all right. Oh, and she was sliding into my DMs right after. Here we go. So again. that's our hill to die on. <laughs> <laughs> well, the hell have we been working on this week, guys? Mm. You lazy bastards! I'm first, actually. Yeah. Well, great. Yes, Greg, you don't oh, need great. to uh, try and abbreviate now. You're all good. Fucking tits. All right. So <laughs> this is <laughs> this is part one of three of my work in progress. This is the uh, invasion of Sicily diorama that I'm working on. It's basically going to be a T intersection in uh, Galia, or how the fuck you say that. Uh, it's a reconnaissance unit from the 3rd Armored Division setting up to call in naval gunfire. Uh, it's going to be mm. two two-story houses right there. I'm actually replacing the cork board with a regular XPS foam. Um, so I'm actually doing that right now as we're recording. But basically the cork house you see there is going to be two-story full interior, as full as you can get it with that amount of space. The foam house is going to be, uh, obviously, won't have any interior. There's the stone road or brick road with a little uh, foot of which grout line there. Uh, the metal fence. And then it's going to have a small park with a partially dug grave and a tree. Like nine figures. 
You never nice. wanted to think yes. small, were you? No. <laughs> I like to overcomplicate things because that's I just some for some reason like self harm, I guess. Oh yeah. Join the hotline, man. <laughs> <laughs> I am the hotline. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, but yeah. So did you end up getting uh photo etch like fences? Yes, I did. And uh thank God I got the twenty four centimeter length because they are not 24 centimeters long they're like oh. 16 um you catfished i i actually was yes yeah, so catfish. how much did that cost too uh like 20 bucks <laughs> yeah i was a little upset when i got it and i measured it out and i'm like what the fuck but uh, you made it work though i did <laughs> barely i barely made it work but it, it does work so But yeah, that's the uh, first part. All right, second part. So Look at those the, figures. Oh yeah, lots of figures there. So this morning I got the airbrush out, did the flush tone uh, with Tamiya flush coloring with the airbrush. I will never again hand paint flush tones. That's literally I almost quit the hobby because of that a while back when I did 19 figures for that point to hawk, and I sat for like four days just doing flush, wanted to sh fucking shoot myself. But thank God for airbrush because uh, that happened within like 11 to 12 minutes. So got all the flesh tone done. Everything's primed in black. So I'm just going to hand paint the rest. Hey, great uh, question. Send it, devil. Uh, why is that one guy's crotch painted flesh? Uh, because his <laughs> hands are super small. And uh, something else is probably small too. So I had to get as much... <laughs> <laughs> as, as much flush, flush down there, I guess. Oh, I don't know. No. So we'll just call it overspray. Oh, it definitely was overspray. Yeah, hundred percent. Mm. Wow, mm -hmm. John, way to demean me over here. <laughs> then uh, the rest of those are the stowage idea I've got set up. I'm gonna have it partially. So I was gonna have it all tied down, but I'm thinking I'm gonna have part part of the stowage off of the Greyhound, like they're unloading it. Uh, and then on the top right is the roof, and uh, there's a black piece of cardboard that I was gonna use for uh, some accenting for the building, but I'm not too sure yet. Oh, great! Uh, you're doing oh, that yeah, kind that of terracotta style, hits. right? Uh, Ezra, thank you, Dennis. What do you say? Uh, you were doing like kind of the terracotta roofing style. Uh, yeah, the yeah, old, like the it, uh, it's, uh, fucking Italian tiles. Yeah, okay. You know what you can do for those? What's up? Take a plastic straw, cut it in half, like down the middle, and then just like cut the, uh, two halves into sections. There you go. Boom. Terracotta. Uh, I will do that on another one because this, this whole rip, I've had this for like half a year and I need to use it. There you go. <laughs> But yes, I've seen that idea. It's very good. Next slide, please. Titties. Oh. Titties. All right. My finished that model. This is nice. the 1 to 72 scale Hasegawa Corsair. And this is a forced perspective during the New Georgia campaign of 1943. Is this uh, a commission? No, no. This one's my own. Oh, sweet. Okay. Go yeah. on. Sorry. Oh, you're good. Uh, so this is my first ever official, like, finished aircraft. Uh, I love the Corsair. I Like, that and the P-51D are, like, hand-in-hand hand my favorite. Uh, this kit was a 
kind of a nightmare. The the guy I got it from got it in like the kit came out in eighty one, and the guy bought it in eighty six, and it sat in a room. And I swear to God, it sat in a windowsill because the decals were so fucking frail. Or I'm sorry, no, the plastic was frail, and the decals were so stuck to the pla to the paper. I had them soaking in scalding hot water for like seven and a half minutes before they started to even think about coming off, and they were. It was it was horrendous, but uh, made it work, and got a little landing craft. Got the Corsair flying down through the clouds, and yeah, that looks so good. Thank you. It was fun. It was probably took me like a total of six hours. Really? Whoa. Yeah, did not take long. This guy just works fast. That yeah. is true. <laughs> this guy's a hard worker. You know it, Dable. Yes, sir. Oh, there we uh, go. Speaking of fast things, this is probably my fastest model I've ever made. It took three didn't days. Take long to finish, eh? <laughs> no, just just seventy two hours. Unlike your Stug. Which one? <laughs> yeah, which one? <laughs> the so, uh, I freaking loved this which one? kit. The B oust B. That one I've been working on for a while. But I digress. Um, I love the little base I made for it. And the little base loves uh, you. Yes, I really hope it does. It's definitely my best little small vignette diorama, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and I I really enjoy the subtle weathering. I don't know, I think it just shows the tank off well. It does, especially yeah. for being a, a tank that never saw combat. Like, obviously, it'd go through, like, the test run and shit, right? But uh, it's very, very nice. And that little pack you put underneath it, beautiful. Oh, yeah, thank you. There's yeah, a it looks amazing. picture of it, I think, on the next slide. Oh, no, this is just a detail shot of how I blended the ground in with the tracks. Beauty. That looks really and, good. How do you seal your pigments, Ezra? Thank you. I don't. You don't? Chad. Bullshit. I, just mix them. I mix them with thinner, and that's it. Okay, so I got enamel thinner from AK that I'm going to mm -hmm. be... So I saw someone on YouTube put, like, they'd put their pigments on, then they'd get the enamel thinner with a brush and, like, dab it on. Is, oh, yeah, that's what it? I do. Okay. All right, never mind. Yeah, or I mix it with the thinner into like a kind of thick substance, and I splatter it on. Like you can see on the right corner, hmm. how it's splattered on the sheeting. Right, right, okay. Yeah, Very well. that looks good. Thank you. <clears throat> a quick question for you, for everyone. Send it. Would the Bob sample be better received if you called it an APC instead of a tank? Because you got six brain guns there. That's six six soldiers that it's could be in Bradley. There. Yeah, it's like, you know, early don't, Bradley. Don't call it a tank, but if it's a an APC, because it did have some, like it could withstand some small arms fire. So could you consider it more as an APC as well, as opposed to a tank? Could they carry yes. people? Like could they actually carry passengers? Well, I mean, you got six brain guns there. You might as well just drop them off and then go and get some more. <laughs> it's a fairy. Homie's got it's a, a point. <laughs> Hell yeah, do it. 
Wasn't wasn't there a mattress inside of it? What? A mattress? What? A mattress for just for the six bread gutters? Is that what? Well, I mean, come on, you know, it it gets uh, yeah, next you know, hot in there. Doesn't see a lot of action. They need to see some action themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that! There's a picture of the back, and you can see like the mud effects and the ground. Are you gonna like submit that to any competition, or are you just gonna leave it? Of course I am. Adam Ezra, of course. There you we go. go. I'm going for best Commonwealth. You sh- you will probably get it. Like no shit, you will probably get it. Thank you. I'm really hoping I do. And the thing is, though, entering best Commonwealth, I have to go against dioramas as well. So like, Ooh. they're gonna look at my base for it, and then compare it to like dioramas as well. So, dude, you but you have a smaller base, so you have less room for error. And the little base you did true. do, it's really good. That's true. Thank you. Like, it the dirt blends well with the different size of grass, and you even got, like, mm-hmm. the different types of plants there. Dude, you, you did good. And no one will Thanks. be able to call I... those leaves as uh, random splodges of paint instead of leaves. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Are there leaves in New Zealand? <laughs> no, there are no plants in New Zealand. No, it's totally barren here. We're not, we're totally yeah, not so... known for our native... Uh, fucking flora. <laughs> so like Greenland. <laughs> Callum's yeah. like, what are plants? Okay. Callum has Good. never okay. eaten yes. vegetables. New Zealand has no trees. But what yeah, are those? I'm going to make an entire photo album comparing this to the actual pictures of the Bob Semple. And Do it. I'm going, yeah, you should. All out. Go for it. Full on presentation. Dude, that's actually what some people did at the the IPMS I went to. They had uh, like little like booklets of photographs of their oh, work in right progress, looks. and then yes, like yeah, pretty much yeah, like the work in progress, yeah. the reference photos, uh, smaller details you really couldn't see. It was really neat. Yeah, at amp shows, uh, you get an extra point for including one. Really? Mm, Ezra, yeah. somebody else read the judging material. Hmm. <laughs> so literally, if, say, you lose uh, 0.5% of a point, you'll get that back if you include a reference uh, pick. That's really neat. Yeah. Hmm. Of course, it had to be Ezra reading the judging material for amps. Oh, yeah. Hey, Potter, of course, sir. Right, next thing. slide. Oh, yes. Oh, Ladies I'm excited to see this. Got him. Yes, finally. You're finally doing a tiger. <laughs> I am doing partial tiger with a mostly scratch built interior. Uh, so yeah, yeah, you can't get out of this. You're an official wearaboo. Yeah. But no, no, no. I saw that. I nope. Nope. saw that guy made of the T72 turret lying on the ground, and he was like, hmm, well, what if we made it German? That's what I thought. Yeah, this is like a, like uh, you know the video with Night Shift with his um, earlier models. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that almost made me cry. Yeah. Yeah. So I will say real quick, I love my presentation so far. Thank you. Yeah, I like just the narrow piece of wood, mm-hmm. and then the ground on top of it. Sure you do. 
<laughs> I'm trying to get as, as close to the picture as I can. We'll see. Oh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I'm looking forward to painting it. Oh man, it's looking great so far. Thank you. On a side note, doing research, I found an article about Michael Whitman on a oh. website, and guess oh. what the website was called? Michael Whitman. <laughs> no, even better. What? Never such innocence, Michael Whitman. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? Yeah, I'll send the link. No. Bruh, the dude took out a whole fucking column of armor in like 15 minutes. No such innocence. Yeah, yeah. Fucking idiots. Uh, Michael Whitman, famous for never doing anything wrong. Famously not a Nazi. I hope you burned to a crisp. Hitler literally yeah. went to his fucking wedding. Yeah. yeah, rest in peace. But, I mean, rest in piss. Rest in piss. Canadians dancing on his grave right now. Yes. Doing a travel dance. Don't he listen to wrecked. the uh, British propaganda. It was a Canadian firefly that did him in. Canadians, Canadians really seem to take out every important German. Important German. Yeah, because someone yeah. has to do it, right? Yeah. Like, we cleaned up the Red Baron as well. Oh, we, we murked mm-hmm. them. What? Yeah. 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 You didn't know that? I did not. Haven't yeah, you heard of... Brown. What may and yeah, Roy Brown. No, I haven't. And Billy Bishop. Yeah, Billy Bishop. Some of the I best mean, uh, flying aces of the First World War were all Canadian. Leroy Jenkins. But yeah, actually, did you guys know that apparently they killed him so well that no one found his remains until 1986 or something? That's what seventeen. The Red Baron? No. no. No, I thought no, there no. were Michael Whitman. Oh, okay. Yeah, there Jack. Jesus. No. I thought we were past Michael Whitman. I, who let this I werebu we in here? Stop talking about the werebu. <laughs> <laughs> He's not the werebu. <laughs> oh God, guys! You have to read the last paragraph in the Never Such Innocence. Nah, article. man, I ain't going to. I'm, I'm yeah, not I'm not. I'm not clicking that till that. later. That's huh. that's some after hours <laughs> shit. Okay. Nice. I dig the unibrow. By the way, that goes hard. Yeah, man's got style. <laughs> Drip. Drip. I'm sure his wife yeah, really loved getting, that. <laughs> imagine getting killed by someone with a unibrow. Dude, this guy gets all the bitches. Let's be honest <laughs> with ourselves. We're just jealous. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I blew Michael Whitman's top off. Oh, I'm sure. Mm. <laughs> did you blow Michael Whitman's top off, or did you blow Michael Whitman's top? Both. Right Probably off. both. Yeah, it's kind of gay. You know what's not gay? Fucking Herman the German. Let's hear it, Callum. <laughs> so no, Herman the German was busy killing the gays. Oh. Oh, God, no. Oh, God. We're definitely getting canceled now. Holy shit. Oh, man. Oh. I just want to say, I'm like these knuckleheads. I'm a friend of the LGBTQ audience. Aren't we all, though? All of a sudden, <laughs> we change our uh, MMP logo to the Pride flag. Oh, we're not like corporate America. No, yeah. no, we're not corporate America. We're not going to do that. 
Well, Cope and Seath, great. Guys, Guess I'm going to make an edit of, instead of the white background, <laughs> it's just going to be the pride flag. Oh, God. Oh, corporate America. Corporate Maybe America get... is cancer. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, Callum, In, please. Anyway, continue. so, uh, yeah. yeah, so this is my German machine gun. Uh, machine gun, I figure. <laughs> so, I actually got the base done... In a day, yes, yeah. that looks really good. Good job. About man. three three days ago, yeah, I got uh, literally from a piece of this weird cardboard packing stuff into that in just a day. So um, used a whole bunch of like AK slush and uh, micro balloons uh, for the snow and uh, a lot of oil paints uh, for the roads. Is that, is that sea foam? Uh, no, it's a type of. Um, lichen that grows on New Zealand oh. trees. Impossible. Sweet. There are no trees in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, we, we already went over this. But yeah, so that's uh, this kind of lichen stuff that uh, yeah, look, makes pretty good for 16th and 35th scale uh, bushes. So that's where I got it from. Uh, that looks sweet. Scratch built the cross myself using balsa wood and unraveled string. Um, so the road, the road, the way I got it to blend in with the snow was using oil paint. So using a dark black brown and just dabbing it round. And then as I got closer to the snow, just adding a bit more thinner into it until eventually it just sort of naturally blended in. So yeah. Very nice. Yeah, you did really good on that. Yeah, it's gorgeous. If you go to the next slide, it shows the cross and stuff a bit better. I really love how you did the whitewash on that helmet. Yeah, that's probably the highlight for me. Yeah, so that was just doing um, acrylic base color, then covering it with a white enamel, and then using terps to just break it apart and dab it and thin it out in random areas, just try and make it as random as possible. You did really good. Beautiful, man. So Beautiful. this is yeah, this is like definitely like probably the best I've made so far. It's amazing. It's gorgeous. So then, once I finished that, if you go to the next slide, oh. I made the netter. So, so this is the I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it like natter. German name? It's like Buckham B A C H E M. So it's like so it's the, the Buckham B A three four nine A Natter. So that there's a Nader. So, <laughs> so for all those that don't know what this thing is, it's basically a man guided anti aircraft missile. So, so what it did was it uh so you've got a pilot strapped in and it fires vertically off a uh sort of uh vertical ramp or sounds yeah, basically sounds a vertical already yep so it launched vertically using the four boosters on the outside of it and basically it was on auto it had an autopilot guiding it towards the bomber formation and then when the boost, when the boosters ran out of fuel, then the internal rocket kicked in, and for about ten seconds, the pilot had, yeah, the pilot had ten seconds to aim at the bottom of formation, and then it fired off twenty four anti aircraft rockets out of the nose. Jesus as a Christ! Fucking a, dude. Yeah, <laughs> this is some steampunk shit. Yeah, so basically, Honestly. try to take out as many as they can in one pass, and then to land. What this thing did was. It broke in half, just at, just behind the um, just behind the pilot. So the oh, so no. the uh, this yep, that's a German uh, jet. This uh, air quotes 
aircraft split in two and when it did that the pilot seat was connected to the rear half and so when it broke apart the pilot was literally flung out the aircraft and all three all three of them parachuted down like that a fortune was, cookie guys that, yeah I basically need to, <laughs> it I split need to apart the pilot got I, flung I, out and then i need to go take a fantastical dump i'll be right back uh, oh. make sure you give us a full report Ugh. i shall give you a full report of my family well literally i i literally just we're also losing right greg yeah oh, i'm no. sorry i'll be right back I'll be right too much guys, guys, take your cameras with you. Let's come on. Let's see it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's see it. Uh, we'll just pause recording for a while. No, 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 no. We won't. No, 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 no. We won't. We're gonna let these guys take a huge dump. All right, Calum. What? Who made this kit? Uh, so this is Brain Gun. Now, Brain Gun. They're a Czech company. I want to say yep. right. Yeah, Czech. Yeah. So I'd call this kit average. Um, What's your average? Resin? Like <laughs> there's quite a bit of flash to uh, there's quite a bit of flash to remove. Um, so I'm doing this one as a YouTube video as well, and I borrowed my dad's digital microscope so I could do the photo etch seat belts and stuff. And with my camera, uh, with my laptop, the digital microscope could actually um, like film video. So I managed to film. That's cool. So I managed to film installing the uh, seat belts using the di- the digital microscope because the seat belts are that small. Wow. Yeah, quite literally, you're going all out in the PE. Yeah, there's only like four PE things: the seatbelts and the uh, aiming sight. Now, are you thinking of like making this into a diorama where it's like on the launch rails or something like that, or are you just kind of have it kind of like just a standalone? Um, not sure yet. It might be a diorama where it's just like low sitting on the uh, crate as it is. That'd be cool. Um, Brain Gun do make a launcher for it, but I can't find it. In New Zealand, it would look awesome just even on a crate, you know. Yeah, because it's on it's on a, like a little, like you can see the uh, the little thing it's sitting on that comes with it. So uh, that's a like a cradle that it sits in when it's not being launched. That's a so wooden. Is this, yep. this one one hundred skill? No, this is seventy second. Is it? Oh, yep. okay. So you could easily find some like additives to put with it. Uh, yeah. Some like yeah aircraft like maintenance crew or whatever yeah yeah so i could turn this one into a small diorama yeah but i mainly bought it just because it's the subject you know me i like cool i like a variety of subjects and the natter is a pretty interesting thing in my opinion it is it's i i hadn't heard of it until now oh yeah man well jack is this the point where we talk about the great adventure well Greg and Ezra are currently having a poop race, so... Alright, you know what? Screw it. I'm pausing the recording. <laughs> Whoa! I, I, that I was full fast! Alright, Ezra, come on. Uh, how was it? Oh, it was It was, It was. was definitely good. A little acidic? A little burn? <laughs> definitely acidic. A few, te- a few tears were had? Yes. <laughs> Got, I had to force it out. I shed a tear of delight. That's your happiness. Oh, I beat Greg. Uh, I feel like I might just like edit that bit out. <laughs> no, 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 no. Is this? We're not recording right now. We are, are we? recording right now. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Greg. Greg is back. All right, Greg. How was it? Okay, he's not back. No, never mind. <laughs> ah, he pulled the phone out. 
it might take a while. <laughs> Welcome to the Micro Machines podcast, where we record the length of our dumps and then have um, philosophical conversations about how they were. You know, I, I'm kind of disappointed. The whole fiber thing. Like, remember, I, I did 600 percent of my daily allocation for fiber. Oh yeah. Yeah, it never it never really resulted in much. It was kind of anticlimactic. Yeah. Well, I suppose that's good. Yeah. I guess. I mean, what would you rather shit out liquid? Uh, yeah, I'd rather be this and that or like Calum <laughs> built. That's what laxatives are for. Oh god. Oh, speaking of the natter, we have to do an episode on the comet. You know, yeah, that would be cool. Pilots, we, we do, do it after I build mine. Uh, yeah. yeah, do it after I build mine because, well, I I have that. Uh, remember, Dennis, I told you about the uh, setup. I'm oh, back. Oh, He's there he is. How was it? How was it, Greg? How was hey. it? That was stressful. Was God damn it. <laughs> Sweat dripping down his forehead right now. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Goddamn! (laughs) (laughs) You feel a few pounds lighter, eh? Where's my goddamn water at the end of this race? Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Floating off the seat. (laughs) Okay. Go for it, Jack. Okay, we're, so we're we're rolling. Yeah, we're all good. We're rolling the whole time. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Um, uh, we let's not talk about our um little our gathering yet. Uh, I've got four slides. So dude, you're blue balling me here, man. I know, I know, I am. Uh, this is my husband. Um, it's uh <laughs> first up one. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just reading that? I don't look at the Discord. <laughs> 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 Fucking youth, man! I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm an old man in this race. Okay. Yeah, I take no nonsense shits. Yeah, man's passionate about it. Yeah, I'm going in for there. I'm going in there for one reason and one reason only. <laughs> hey, same here. I'm sorry I'm older than you. <laughs> Meanie. All uh, right. <laughs> sorry, Jack. <laughs> so this is my Osmond. Well, um it's uh it's and what a beautiful Osmond it is. That's well, wait, cool. wait till you hear it. Oh god. It's a Ravel kit. Oh, shut up. Well, yes. No, 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 no. This time, uh, hey, Ezra, shut up. Only I can say this. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dennis has seen it. It's it's in a display case right now where oh, it I should be. It. Yeah, he saw it. He inspected it. I, 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 oh, I, no. I like, you know, took it apart. Yeah. Give it the sniff test, the taste test. The sniff that. test. Had to hey, inhale that not quite dry <laughs> enamel. How did you? Yeah. Mmm. Don't ask questions, just nod and wave. <laughs> Go ahead, Ezra. Yeah, that looks so good. Literally, I don't think there's anything you could do to improve it. Really? Yeah. As he's holding it, back uh, tears. Is it just, is it just me actually, or does... Um... Actually, actually, no. There's one thing you could do. 
Okay. Oh, Mr. Werebu over here has got some advice. <laughs> that is, go get a white watercolor is it pencil. Just, just, is it just me or... Um... Do oh. not tell him to use AK pencils. I swear to God, no, if you no, tell no. him to use just AK get pencils. White, get a white watercolor pencil and write some uh, factory numbers on the side. Like, Dennis, okay, that be, Dennis that what's be wrong nice. with the AK... Oh, don't start. Don't make him start. No, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I, I, I it. just ordered some. What's so wrong with them? Oh, I've no. seen it in person. Don't you dare. Oh, oh no. Oh, great. <laughs> your money, how boy. Much, <laughs> how much do you spend? You're just burning them dollar bills. I didn't actually order any. I just wanted to get Dennis's reaction. Thank God. Because I'm not that stupid. I may be stupid, goddammit, but fuck, I'm not that stupid. I've seen it in person. It's not pretty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I mean... Is it just me, or that the photo bottom right, does it look like the barrel's bent? <clears throat> yeah, hey, there's nothing wrong with it. It's sad. Curve. <laughs> Adds for an extra it's feeling. It'll, it'll it's a bit cold. It Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Ezra, what do you know about the blue pill? Mm. Yeah, oh, blue oh, pill because my constant jokes. Don't worry about it. Uh, is that is that the only reason? Do we need to yeah, have a conversation? <laughs> don't make me whip out and show you my. Hey, get his face on the line. Ezra's ripping it. He's whipping it out on the podcast. Mr. and Mrs. Wereboo. Ezra Easton's whipping it. Mr. Mrs. Wereboo. No, no, no. You love me. No, you have to see the picture of the book that they gave us. No, no, no. You scare me, boy. Scribbling that we put on it. You scared me when you said I had to look at the picture. <laughs> no, no, it's deranged scribbling about things like blue pills, floppy bananas. Um, hey, um, nothing wrong with a floppy banana, okay? We wrote an entirely new Psalm 69. It was amazing. What? Are you on uh, Yeah, what, <laughs> what are you on about? <laughs> Look, I think We're I questioning it. Guys, I think all like the, uh, the, uh, the thinner he's been sniffing this whole time is getting to his brain. He's starting to make no sense. No, I... I... I can... <laughs> Hear that happen. The closet literally smells of Mr. Color leveling better. We need to have yeah, an when episode you were... on safety here because you are giving a horrible example right now, bud. Yeah, Ezra, you were a little bit um, slow presenting your slides <laughs> there. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I, did you guys notice like, he just would pause? Take yeah, a big... I, I thought that was my internet. but I... No, he's just like taking time. I didn't to, say uh, anything, but trigger. I was like... It's my internet, it's my internet. Yeah, no, I, I, it took a minute, and I was like, See, oh, I... wait, he's high. <laughs> no. oh, guys, guys, what if we put Andy Aircraft gun on the Crusader, man? <laughs> like, just hear me out, man. It's not, it's not how hot are you, officer, it's how are you. <laughs> In classic New Mexico fashion. Man, yes. you gotta chill out, you know? Hey brother, like it's a, not that serious. I just like taking a swig of it. <laughs> Wait, uh, Ezra, genuine question. Yes. Yeah. Uh, would you say this is show worthy? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. You just need to get that white color, white pencil, and add a few uh, 
factory marks. Yeah, it's lacking insignia. Um, just to, just just write sixty nine on each side of the turret. Get, get the fuck out of here. Get get the get the fuck. Okay, out he's here. high. Okay, it's <laughs> <laughs> a legitimate thing. Look up okay, sixty nine. Right. Next slide, I guess. Hey. Okay, so this is <laughs> this is where oh, I will. I'll um I'll release. Dennis, when we well, okay, no, I'll just I'm 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 gonna blue ball you a little bit more. That's my Stuart. It, it's got uh, a wagon wheel on the side. It hurts, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I like that um, wagon wheel. Yeah, where did you get that from? Yeah, it's, um, it's tits. I got it from uh, when I was first getting into hobby. There was uh, a model show near me in Peterborough, and I got it like for like six bucks in an old Tamiya like add-on set heck yeah yeah and then we got sandbags uh all sorts of little uh like bed rolls and all that type of stuff got an ammo crate on the left fender we're gonna cover it in foliage jerry cans on the back uh ready to go goddamn jerry's goddamn jerry's so dennis uh jack your machine gun barrels you're gonna drill them out, right? I will uh, drill them out. You, you uh, the new machine gun barrels out. from uh, Ezra. Those are hey. those are some uh, those those barrels have been to Canada and back. <laughs> Wait, are they drilled out? I forget. So They're long. not drilled out. They are not oh, drilled out. No. But I'll drill them out because I got a pin vice now. Yay! Courtesy of the man. Yeah, I'm just sitting here unloading my equipment on this guy. I'm like the United yeah. States in the Mujahideen. <laughs> Famously, yeah. nothing bad ever ever came nothing out bad of that. ever happened from me giving Jack my pin vice. <laughs> it totally didn't turn him into like a world class modeler who won every single contest. I'm Fucking excited bad. for the days. Uh, it's just me against Ezra. <laughs> Some like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure type type plot. <laughs> so this originally started from me reaching out to Dennis, asking for some decals, and we made a little bilateral. Like, hey, do you trade. want this other random crap I've got lying around? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we made a bit of a bilateral trade. We we um settled on some Fourth Armor Division decals for a double double. So I uh, add some uh, of Justin Bieber's balls. Yeah, and some Bieber balls, which yeah. are that's 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 pretty Canadian. You can... I didn't know that Bieber had like ten balls. I, uh, that was pretty cool. They even put yeah, yeah it was a ten me. pack. Yeah, mm. poor guy. Well, that Bieber is packing. Bieber is packing. Absolutely. Bieber uh... sauce tastes good. I will say. I'm glad oh, you enjoyed oh. it. Dennis likes the taste of beaver sauce. You heard it here, folks. And again, he cuts out because he's so <laughs> high off the fumes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't worry about it. Is it just me or is the podcast slowing down? <laughs> Why is he talking about Justin Bieber's balls, man? Okay, I looked up German Tank 69 and I can't find any. <laughs> he's actually high. I, like, I can hear his voice slowing yeah, down. <laughs> he's slurring his words. <laughs> Uh, um, we got a beauty of a figure too. And today, I um, 
I did something. I spent fifty dollars in paint. On paint, yeah. It which is yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah. I I can't say God anything because this guy's out here keeping me in employment. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was in there for like what two hours. Yeah, I kept I, I kept uh so first of all shout out to Great Hobbies Oshawa for being the place for armor modelers. If you're in Ontario, uh screw wheels and wings, screw uh everyone else. Just Don't come screw wheels and wings. Oshawa. Yeah. No, literally like go up there and start like pounding the uh pounding the door, you know? No. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm, no. I'm saying like you get get all hot and bothered with wheels and wings. What kind of pounding? You need to clarify. <laughs> Do you need to ask? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for a free kit. unlocked. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go and I'll get a plane ticket right now. That's for a man. Man, he's down horrendous. <laughs> down bad right now, bro. Did you just take a whiff? Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> My man is actually going to die. <laughs> I'm gonna give this man a respirator. I'll be able to talk right again. No, 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 no! That's not how it works. This is a bad path you're going down, Greg. This is how we get safety briefings. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) We take like a casualty on the podcast. (laughs) The youngest guy fucks it up. I can taste colors, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I can taste Mr. Hobby himself. Oh God, no! No. Oh, <laughs> oh. Um. Oh yeah, that's oh, our business yeah. card. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We got the femboy tank. Word. <gasps> How do I get my hands on those? You don't. You can't because you can't move your hands. You're paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> I can't leave the closet. <laughs> hey! Hey, that's gay. <laughs> 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 you heard it here, folks. <laughs> Slurry. Ezra, what the fuck? <laughs> Made some you just hear in the background. Are we gonna have an overdose on the pod? <laughs> I have to like bring out the Naxal. <laughs> oh. Okay. Next slide. I wonder. I wonder if. I wonder how much drinking. Uh, <laughs> um, this, <laughs> I wonder how much drinking this bottle level. No. no. Oh. <laughs> Ezra, are you are you going something right now? It's <laughs> Ezra. I don't know. Do you need to talk? You're, you're going to be a casualty, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's not made meant for human consumption, let alone human uh, exposure. I'm sipping Mr. Hobby sauce, and it tastes <laughs> good. Hey, yo, that's kind of sus. There... Oh, I am in the closet. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. There what is... have we done? There's <laughs> nothing Ezra's doing right now that isn't sus. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so scared. Anyways... I got a ship update. I painted the deck. I can't see straight, guys. I see. I, I see two Bismarcks in front of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no! Wait, that's the Amato. My bad. I'm sorry. Oh, he's definitely high. <laughs> oh yeah. Now that's the USS Arizona. Oh, I thought that was at the bottom of Lake Ontario. 
Hey, yo, someone can get there, man. <laughs> Ezra went to the bar and he's had a little too much. <laughs> he keeps hip- he keeps humping Greg's leg. I would beat his ass. Oh my god, I'd be honored. Just just a few more sips and I'll be fine, guys. Don't worry. Okay, Jack, continue. I, I was just stopping for a sec to see if I could hear you take a gulp. <laughs> 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 okay, um, just photo etch on the left, uh, base coat, Dude, the on the right. Open. <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, there um, we go, there we go, there we go. Oh god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Calum, you're going to need to boost the audio on this. I want people to know just how stupid this guy's being. Wait, I'm missing my mouth. I can't get in my mouth. It's all over me now. Should I actually call the Truth and Consequences 911 department before this guy actually overdoses? Call poison control right I might now. actually call a 911 Truth and Consequences be and be like, hey, I'm not swatting him, but homeboy is about to die. Ezra, are we, are we going to have to cut it short? <laughs> if you hear a thud, just just continue the podcast without me. It'll be fine. <laughs> How did this go to having a guest to Ezra killing himself? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Took a nasty turn. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Jack. oh God, here they come! And you said this was our team. Oh. episode. <laughs> okay, so Jack. How long well, have we been going? Oh, uh, we are like we've been one going hour, for a fifty-eight long minutes time. and 40, 40 seconds. We're hitting okay. that two-hour mark today, boys, because we're not even halfway done. Uh, well, <coughs> oh, we said God. we'd take like thirty seconds on each slide, and we're going. Well, that was with fucking homeboy here. Now yeah, it's it not. Before uh, Ezra decided to uh, sip on the scissor. <laughs> That snickers concerning me. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Hobby Juice. Crackhead over here. Jack, say something about the ship before this guy ends up sipping the whole thing. (laughs) So, I'm going to put another uh, layer of paint over. Probably desert yellow and some shade of red. Was it Russian? Uh, Russian 6KO. Yeah, from uh, the other MMP. It'll probably go on the deck of the ship, make it a little orangier, less, um, you know, dull, sun-bleached. Uh, I, I and on the I'm left... glad you're not using flesh. I'm, not, I'm glad you're not using flesh. <laughs> yeah, I was going to use flesh. <laughs> uh, on the left, we've got some built-up photo etch uh, parts. It's coming along. It's um, You can see I've got all sorts of pieces here. Who's ventilating? Uh, that's great. Who's what? What? Ventilating. Oh, I'm, so, I'm in the fan, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Uh, Greg is following okay, proper okay. safety procedure. He's replacing like the filthy Ezra, air with the proper gulping down uh, Mr. Hobby juice. I would much rather have uh, <laughs> a, a, a fan sound than be killing himself. <laughs> Yo. 
It's coming out of my nose. He's taking deeper breaths because his lungs are being like <laughs> shredded, so that he needs to breathe deep in order to the same amount yep. of oxygen. Ezra, are you actually drinking it? <laughs> not, yeah. it not, dude, it doesn't matter if he's drinking it or not. Like if he's oh. inhaling it, it's the same deal. <laughs> okay. Call poison control. I might. Ha- oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, what is the Ugh. Greg? Can you do it for me? I don't think they'll let like made it up to call. True or consequences? <laughs> poison control. Oh yeah. You might have to airlift them to. Uh... Let me know. What's uh, the number? Get help online. Who was exposed? Someone else. What was the person's Oh yeah. Uh, Ezra, you're 17, right? Huh? Uh, I'm going to put him down as 17. <laughs> yep. Male. Actually, no, female. Was this, uh, was this self-harm? No. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Don't worry about it. No, we're worrying. Uh, look, uh, Mr. Hobby Thinner. <laughs> what? Hobby... Uh, hello, <laughs> they straight up don't have Mr. Hobby Thinner. I need Mr. Hobby Love Like Thinner. <laughs> okay, uh, you just made me spit it all out of my mouth. <laughs> Why are you drinking it? My walls are so Inhalation, wet. Mouth, skin, eye. Because it tastes good. Ezra, stop drinking it. Why? America. You're you're fucked up right now. <laughs> That's <laughs> why. <laughs> Uh, he's in Arizona for real. Yeah, I'm in Arizona. Send us to the wrong address. They put out goddamn meth, so I gotta take me some of this here thinner. My walls are dripping uh, now. One minute ago, uh, having symptoms. Jesus Christ, (laughs) Ezra. Based on the information you've provided, there's a possibility of toxicity. Serious effects may develop. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, I want everyone who's calling to listen to the podcast. Call 1-800-222-1222 and report this guy's ass to poison control. But I'm okay. Man's just I, ingesting I, I, pure carcinogen. What do you mean? Like, he's ingesting, like, Chernobyl levels of cancer right now. <laughs> Don't worry. It's only isopropyl alcohol for hell. Mr. Bobby Thinner ain't isopropyl alcohol, alcohol, homeboy. Something else. Okay, well, you're drinking like 99% alcohol? No, it's not. It's not even alcohol. You drink even more of it. Dude, it's straight up lacquer thinner, dude. Oh, Oh, yeah. This stuff takes the lacking off of anything. Oh, Oh, I thought he just said isopropyl alcohol. Oh, no. That's oh, just one, that's one of the ingredients. Like this stuff will strip your lacquers off of plastic. Uh huh. Oh. Greg, what's the procedure uh-huh. in the Marines if someone does something like this? If I dude, if I, I was bro, I was just a grunt. We don't know. Wait, I'm trying to play on some rickety. Just stand away from him so you don't get contaminated. Okay. Point the two forty at him. <laughs> stay back, stay back, I say. Okay, I think after this incident, we might need to have a health and safety. Uh, Dude, I, this health and safety episode is a long time coming. Yeah, no, we're 
we've we had an incident and now we're <laughs> we need to have like an osha report guys <laughs> yeah. oh, my throat feels scratchy jack Kill him. About, uh, the vote. <laughs> uh, i already did next guy. slide oh, yeah. next slide i'm tired of listening to this guy die he could die on his own i i, I took some paint off some <gasps> hot wheels oh tell me you didn't it's handle the paint box. stripper with your bare hands uh I had oh, one sure, glove on. Uh, we will get uh, Canada. <laughs> I had here. I had one rubber glove on. We're good. Um. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. That's that's all. Hot Wheels cars. I'm gonna paint them up. Uh. I don't I don't know what to say. I'm concerned about Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna look dead. <laughs> All right. Well, a challenger. Kill you. <laughs> oh, I was about to say sorry. I did not mean that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I figured since you already were doing it, like I could tell you to. I love you, Ezra. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Happy uh, Father's Day slash birthday to my dad. Yeah. Happy Father's Day, Mr. D-Man. Thank you. Yes, happy Father's Day. Two and one. The steak and titties. Dennis, Uh, when are you going to be a dad? You'd like that, wouldn't you? You'd really like that. We can call you Daddy D. Oh, you already can. Don't worry about that. (laughs) Every day. day Next time I show up at the store, I'm just going to, you know. Yeah. Nickname. Yeah. Hey, yo, Daddy D. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is to me a 1 to 24 scale uh, Mustang GT4. I built it in less than 24 hours. Uh, actually, most of it was built in the time it took for me to watch Moneyball. So, you know, Sweet. you do the math. But yeah, pretty cool. Nice. Very, Custom. very nice. Yeah. It's I'm getting a Type nice. 87, more importantly. <gasps> it's so cute. It's got air it's suspension. Like a but better. You're a geopard. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Dennis, I I just want to say I'm really uh, proud at your ability to make it flow after what is happening with Ezra right now. Uh, yeah, we're, we're just gonna move straight along. So <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, y'all ever? Uh, I like saw this have... one in person. Yes, y'all ever? Have... Don't worry about one. the tank. The tank's just like a work, uh, like a test bed. So don't worry about that. I'm showing off the like these little gold things like the shells so y'all ever like want to make a diorama where you've got machine gun firing and it's ejecting you know shell casings yeah, but... <laughs> can i kick him off the podcast <laughs> 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 but, like you know it needs to eject shell casings and it's like well do i make it by cutting metal which will dull my uh my clippers or what do i do here right so I've 3D printed uh, these 50 BMG uh, spent shell casings. I also do 7.62, 5.56, and 2.5. And uh, yeah, I'm just trying it out right now. And uh, I'm, I'm actually pretty happy with it. Good shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty that looks awesome. Not only does the, or do the shell casings look really good, um, that your quote test bed tank that you're going to finish later looks really cool too oh thank you yeah it's a work in progress (laughs) 
And uh, yeah. Anime girl. So guess what? I, <laughs> no, that's what revises is now. <laughs> I brought him back to life. Anime girl. Oh my god. Anime girl. Uh, yeah. So I will uh, drink an entire body of lovely thinner for you. <laughs> So while we were getting the uh, podcast ready tonight, I was looking up, uh, you know, just random stuff as one does, random Japanese air self-defense force stuff. And it turns out someone at Hasegawa was, you know, drinking enough leveling thinner like Ezra is now to imagine, hey, well, if we took their F-16 but put conformal fuel tanks on it, which is like the I single sexiest thing so ever. Much. And uh, MBK has it for $77. I do not care. I am copying. We are making it happen. Yeah, we need to have not only a safety brief but a financial. Dennis, you have well. a problem. I want Japanese aircraft, Jack. Didn't you say you had? How many kits did you say you you had yeah, earlier? Japanese, Japanese kits. Uh, like yeah, twelve. Yeah, I was gonna say you had like you were saying you had like twelve kits. It um, matters not. I, I thought that maybe you would have a moment of realization when I was there <laughs> that you need to stop, but turns out. Something's ever changed. Yeah. Those fuel tanks on the side are the hottest thing I've ever seen. Oh, for fuck's sake. Stand back, everyone. Ezra's going to have relations with the F2. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) And then the anime girl after. It's the F16. Yeah, most of the first things first. Do they play? Her brother. At this point, I don't care. Yes. (laughs) Oh, God. Hey, 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 hey. Put that in the fucking out of of context quotes. (laughs) He's in the closet. Oh, here's the real question though: Is the uh, is the anime girl the pilot? I'm gonna be real with you, Chief. Point, I don't I'm care who the pilot the is. I, I'm I'm chasing them. Like as soon as I get out of that thing, I'm 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 hauling ass after them. <laughs> get over here, boy. Just like poison control coming for Ezra. <laughs> Ezra coming for the plane. I'm gonna be right up that jet steel pipe. Oh, he's gonna come for it, all right. Oh, he will. <laughs> But yeah, this is the single coolest thing that has ever existed. Screw the Avro Arrow. Screw the uh, F-104. This is literally cool. Screw the Avro Arrow. Dude, honestly. What have I just heard? Okay, Jack, you want to hear something? Even in my hallucinating state, I know that's wrong. Were we really? The RCAF was in talks. No, not even the RCAF. The RCN was in talks to buy the F-2. Oh. The Canadian Navy would have had fighter jets for the first time since like the Bonaventure. Okay, that's pretty sick. Dude, can you imagine? Yeah. <sighs> wow. Yeah. But because we can't have nice things here, all I can listen to is flipping Jack in his walls and Ezra killing himself. <laughs> so, yeah. No F2. That's it. That's the podcast. Is that How podcast? long was that? Holy uh, God. Two that hours, was... 11 minutes, and 23 seconds. Callum, are you still alive? He's probably asleep. Callum, no, no, Callum's yeah, uh, it's just after the first bit, my voice just went downhill and oh, I'm fair like enough. struggling. <laughs> okay, that was kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of was. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one that thought that. <laughs> it's okay. We can have a, a not as great of an episode as as always because we're not. Help. Oh, well, we're not doing the Totally Tank podcast justice. Yeah. Damn it. <clears throat> Ezra, what? Do, do we need to have a talk after this? 
Dennis, in an in the in the yeah. All right, thank you so much. Take for a guess, Ezra. Take a guess. Our next podcast. episode is of the Tacoma and Harris Bridge disaster. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you all so much. You have an amazing night. Call Love you guys. Control. Love you. Have a good one, guys. Bye.